Praise the Lord, somebody. Like you love him. That's it. That's it. I love you, Jesus. Like I mean praise him like you love him. Praise him like you remember when you got born again. I don't want to try. Amen. You can be seated if you can. Man, what an honor to be able to share God's Word wherever it's at. Amen. If it's on a mountain, 10 people in front of you and dust blowing in your face, it's still an honor. If it's in a room like this with however many are here, hungry for the word, waiting to get a miracle, it's an honor. Amen. Amen. So, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not very good with particulars. So, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're watching online or wherever you're at. And you can receive a miracle right now. Four of you agree? Praise the Lord. So that means I got to preach for at least six hours to preach faith into you. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, so I know many of you have come here to get in the water. That's great. It's a point of contact. It's not the water, and they'll tell you the same thing. But you'll meet God there. Amen. So do that. Meet God there, get what you came for, and then leave with it. It's that simple. So it's not that easy. Oh, it's even easier than that. Amen. So just like the 300,000 he's saying for November the 5th, easy. Easy. Say mm. law. It's easy. They don't even need it all now because some of it got here during the pastor's conference. So I, I really would like to see half a meal. Amen. He didn't tell me to say that, but I know our church sold 10 grand, so you're already clicking down. And then Sue and I are going to sow something. I don't know what yet, but whatever the Lord says, I don't care. It's his anyway. Amen. Now, I didn't tell you our church sold 10 grand to brag or get a hand clap. I'm just telling you what it's going for is serious. Amen. So really pray about it. Like, give sacrificially. Amen. All right. So where are you from in Thailand? Chiang Mai. Oh, yeah. I had some friends that lived in Chiang Mai. Sorry, y'all can enter in if you choose. <laughs> I had some friends that lived in Chiang Mai, and I've been to Maysad a few times. You know where Maysad is at? Okay, all right. Praise the Lord. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. It's awesome. Turn in your Bible to Isaiah. Do I have my, where's my little, my little prop at? Somewhere. Katie's got it somewhere. Praise the Lord. Now, I preach about faith a lot. I preach about healing a lot. Because I've learned through the years that there is a deficiency in the body when it comes to faith and when it comes to healing. So I preach about it often, and so often that sometimes people get tired of hearing it, I think, but I study it. I learn something about faith on a daily basis because I've learned without faith, it is impossible to please God. I've learned that without faith, I'm not getting anything out of Scripture into my life. 
Thank you so much. That's perfect. Thank you. I've learned that I can't get anything outside of faith. So I can carry a Bible, but I can't access this Bible without faith. I can read it. I could memorize it, but I can't get the good out of it without faith. So I know many of you are here tonight to receive something from God, but what you must understand is you will have to receive. Grace made it available, and faith will take it. Amen. So you, grace makes it, and faith takes it. Everything's been made available from God by what Jesus did, and we have to take that into our life by faith. So you say, well... I'm waiting on the Lord to heal me. Stop waiting. He's already done it. Receive it. So it's not that easy. Actually, it is. And I'm not saying that to be ugly. I understand people have sickness in their body and they're dealing with it. They're looking at it. They're feeling it. And it doesn't, to them, it doesn't seem easy because they see it. Now, I'm about to make a statement and I'm not making it to be rude or hard. I'm trying to get you to understand if, if you just keep looking at something thinking, I don't know, I mean, I want God to heal me. I hope God heals me, but I've got this going on. Listen, that's carnal thinking. I'm just gonna let it hang in the room for a minute. It's carnal because, well, I know what the word says, but... I know God said by his stripes I am healed, but that's carnal. It's carnal thinking. It's putting a situation over the word. It's putting a circumstance over the word. So I'm in covenant with God with my money. I don't care what my checkbook says. It makes no difference to me because it has no voice in my life. It can bark all it wants. It doesn't make no difference because I'm in covenant with God. I have access to heaven through the blood of Jesus. So it doesn't matter what the checkbook says. It doesn't matter what my body says. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I feel this. Okay, then put the word on it. Now, what I'm telling you is 101. It honestly, this is elementary stuff that the body of Christ has missed because people lost their backbone. And they were afraid to say anything because they were afraid they would be labeled a faith preacher. Well, I am one. And I'm not ashamed of it. And I, if you're not a faith preacher, you're not much of a preacher. Mm, if I had an organ, I'd play it myself. <laughs> if you're not preaching faith, what are you preaching? You must be preaching doubt and unbelief. Listen, I know preachers that will stand for an hour, spend an hour talking about how you can't have this, how this isn't true, how God doesn't do it today, how it all passed away. That's not faith, that's doubt and unbelief. I'm telling you, unbelief is a sin. You get into that, you're in sin because you're coming against God. So to all the people that think this is over, you are incorrect. Amen. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Now, I don't, I don't believe the word of God just because words are on a page. I believe the word of God because it's backed with blood. God can't lie. He backed his word with the blood of his son. 
and for any of us to sit around and get in our heads and try to discuss why we think that might not be for today. I'm trying to find a nice word. It's not smart, I'll just say that. It's not intelligent. Now, people think it's intelligent because they sit around and pontificate. Well, and they express their, their intelligence. And I'm thinking, you're not expressing your intelligence at all because you're talking about the God of heaven you're trying to squeeze the God of heaven down into some little box you can keep him in and control him. I'm telling you, if you're in this room or you're watching online and you, and you are sick in your body, before this service is over, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. So, well, now you don't understand. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. You, you may, you're up here. Get here. Revelation on the word of God here brings faith. And without faith, you'll get nothing from God. And faith begins where the will of God is known. And you find the will of God in the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. If I know what the word of God says, I know the will of God. So therefore, I can build faith in the word. And I can attain what's in that word because that's God's will. A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent that God's will is for me to be well. A hundred percent. Now, I don't care if you come in here with tumors all in your body. Okay, that's one thing. Before you leave, they can all be gone. And that's, that's what the Word does. Well, now, I know people. Oh, yeah, I do too. I know somebody that prayed. Okay. You know anybody that died without Jesus? Are you here? Do you know anybody that died without Jesus? Was it God's will for them to go to hell? Hmm. What would they have to do? Believe in the word? Have faith in God? King split hairs. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely. Christ is our substitution. It should have been you and me on that cross. It should have been us being punishment, taking the punishment at the whipping post. But it wasn't. He's our substitute. He's the propitiation for our sin. Now, that's a $50 word where I'm from. <laughs> Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity, the chastisement for our peace, was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's a messianic prophecy. Matthew 8, 17. Well, let's just go to 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. I know people that died sick. Okay. That doesn't change God's will. And I'm not, listen, I'm not being ugly because I've buried people that were close to me. So I'm not up here with no feeling. But I'm trying to get you to get revelation in here of the will of God for you, the individual. It's, it's the will broad, but it's the will for the individual. 
go back to Isaiah. Surely he borne my grief. You got to, I don't know, there's a lot of smart people on this front row. But I've come to the conclusion that if I put myself in this word, it doesn't make it general. It's personal. And I don't know about you, but I have a personal relationship with Almighty God. Surely he has borne my grief and carried my sorrow, but I esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity and the chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes I am healed. Am, am, not waiting, am. I am healed, I am healed. You say, well, I'm sick. No, you am healed. Amen. So regardless of what your body feels like, you need to start telling your body, hey, listen to me, you're healed. Then when your body says, no, we got this. No, we don't. No, we don't because I am healed. That's faith. That's walking by faith. That's commanding something to get in line with the word of God. That's what that is. Faith is not some mystical hope. Faith is based on the word of God. We just saw Jesus paid for us to be whole. Okay, Matthew 8, 17. Or, yeah, 17. He did all that, that it might be fulfilled. That what might be fulfilled? The messianic prophecy we just read. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Mic drop, jump in the water, everybody go home healed. I don't know. We need more scripture. Okay. First Peter 2.24. I mean, we can go at this all night. First Peter 2.24. Who himself bore my sin. himself bore my sin and his body on the tree that me having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes I am healed. Now there'll be people read Isaiah 53 and say well now that was spiritual healing. Okay. Well if that's the case there was a needless murder. If that's the case, why did he go to the cross? So you can, you can not doubt an unbelief teaching in the head pretty quick. When you get in this book and you start seeing what Jesus did for us, for all humanity, all mankind, for those that are in the room that don't know Jesus yet, he died for you. For those of you that are in the room that are backslidden away from God, he died for you. Like, he's your substitution for the sin that keeps you away from God. You just need to repent. It's like so easy to come to God. All right, more scripture, you say. 1 Peter 3, 18. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the just for the unjust. We were the unjust, he's the just. The just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. 
He took our curse. He took our sin. He took our sickness. He took our grief. He took our sorrow. That's why I don't sit around depressed. He took it. That's why I don't sit around with anxiety. He took it. That's why I don't entertain sickness. He took it. Amen. What you talk against, you can't receive. So be careful how you run that yapper. Well, you won't be bothered with it. What you talk against, you can't receive. You've cut yourself off from receiving it. I love church people. They don't like to be wrong. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Sorry I didn't give you any of this. What, what's funny, I had like three or four things running around in my spirit. So we get here during prayer. And then it, God starts narrowing it down. <laughs> in other words, I started listening. Then we go to the we go to take communion, and then you start talking about substitute. I'm like, okay, God, I get it. I'll tell them. So God's been working all this in me over the last, I don't know, two or three weeks, just about the atonement. And I, I haven't done a deep dive into it yet, so we're not going there. But I'm just giving you the bread that's been baked. Okay? So That's why I was so messed up before service because I'm thinking, I shouldn't be here. But Jesus stepped in my place and made it possible that I could be here and that you could be here. Amen. Jesus, the Son of God. Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. Does anybody have the King James? Can I have it? You got it? It's, it's better in it. I'm going to get healed. <laughs> Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now what do we do? Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How can we come boldly to the throne? Because we have a great high priest that understands every area we've ever been tempted in. Preacher, you just don't understand the temptation I have. Okay, maybe I don't. <laughs> but he does. Because he was tempted in all points. Amen. You don't have to agree with it, but it's still true. This little piece of bread... To some people, it's just a piece of bread. This is his body. 
his flesh. It should have been my flesh. But he got in the way. It should have been my flesh they tore off at that whipping post. It should have been your flesh they tore off at that whipping post. Because we should have been punished for our sin. True or not? If it's not true, I'll quit and leave right now and never preach another, another day. We deserve punishment. Because, listen, Adam and Eve committed treason. And we all fell into that same lot. And we were all undone in our sin. And Jesus stepped on the scene. He went to the whipping post because our bodies were subject to the curse. You have been delivered from the curse. The Bible says cursed is everyone that hangs upon a tree. We've been made free because of what Jesus did. So this little piece of bread to some, eh, okay, great, we took communion, yippee. Not me. No, not me. It's the healing meal. When I take this piece of bread into my mouth and into my body, in the spirit, in the supernatural, I'm taking the body of Jesus into my body. I'm healed. I'm getting stronger and more energy every day because my life will be just like the sun at noon. It'll just keep getting brighter. Now that rubs some people wrong because they sit and watch TV and they're trained to die. Are you over 50? Are you over 60? You know, if you're over 70, you know. true they start training you to die training you to get on the till if you're a doctor I love you you're not I'm not even saying you're part of it but there's a machine that drives that and if this is too much I'll stop talking about it we can get you on one and then we'll get you on another one because of the one and then we'll get you on another one because of the two and then we'll get you on another one because of the three and then before you know it, you're taking 15 or 20 a day. And don't even act like I don't know what I'm talking about, because I do. I watched my mother my whole life. She took enough pills every morning to kill a bull elephant. I love my mother, and I made sure she was ready for heaven. But she went early. And a lot of it was because of that. I'm not against doctors, and I'm not against medicine. I'm against the enemy. And if you can get a revelation of this, you don't ever have to start going down that road. And if you're on that road, you can make a U-turn and go the other way. Hallelujah! I'm starting to feel faith come up in the room now. It's good. So this bread is his body. <laughs> I love when he's telling everybody, if you don't eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you can't have any part of me. And they're like, okay, I'm out. That's, I'm done. That's too much. People left. Couldn't take it. So he looks at the rest of them and says, well, where, are you going too? Peter's like, where are we going to go? 
He said a few intelligent things before he got filled with the Spirit, and then he really got on with it. But Where are we going to go? You have life. You are life. You're the bread of life. So when you take communion, you're, you're like, Is he, are they passing out communion? No. But when you take communion, you can take it as often as you want. You can take it three times a day. If you take medicine five times a day, why not take communion? Listen to me now. Don't just go cold turkey off the medicine. That's not what I'm saying. People read between the lines and they say things that preachers don't say. I don't tell people to stop taking medicine. I've been accused of it a lot. I don't know what the devil's talking in those people's ear, but. But okay, let's say in the morning you get up and you have to take medicine. Set your communion out. And start letting your faith get developed. Now, Lord, I'm taking this medicine. It's been prescribed to me. This is what they say I need. But I found something out. I found out in your word there is a healing meal. So I'm going to take it for now. But I'm taking this healing meal and I'm believing that this medicine is going is gonna to become something I don't need. In Jesus' name, I receive your healing into my body. I thank you, Lord, that I am healed. I thank you, Lord, that I am whole. I thank you, Lord, my body is strong. I thank you, Lord, that every, every doctor's report about my body is canceled because of your body. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Should have been me dying on that cross. Should have been you dying, being judged and punished for your sin. But Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, it's funny. Following the Lord, you get these ideas of what it's going to be like when you get somewhere and speak. And then when you start praying, the Lord's like, boy, you just do what I tell you. Amen. Yes, sir. Okay. It's not my deal anyway. You realize that you had a death penalty hanging over your head. It would be like sitting on death row waiting on the chair. We were all on death row. We were all on death row. We were all on death row. And Jesus made it possible for us to get a pardon and to walk out of death row free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I don't know who's in here that doesn't know Jesus, but you're here. And you can lie at the altar call. That'll be on you. But your blood ain't gonna run between my fingers. I've already danced that dance. I had a neighbor that died 
was an old man. And he was rough. And I was a young Christian. And I, I, you know, I felt intimidated because I didn't know how to navigate in the word hardly at all. And I found out later it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I wouldn't tell him about Jesus. And he died. And his granddaughter stood in our doorway weeping because she said, we don't know. We don't know if he was saved. And I'm like, I am an idiot. I was intimidated by a little old man of what he might say. I lost that. I'm not intimidated by any of you. Because I'll tell you this. If you step into eternity without Jesus, you are not going to heaven. Now, this is a pretty somber revival message, I suppose. But if one of you get your heart right, it's the best service you'll ever be in. This blood, this juice that represents that blood made it possible for me and for all of you that are born again to stand before God clean like you've never sinned. See, people walk with the Lord and then they say, well, you know, you know the Lord, I just, I, I just got that. I'm like, shut up. You don't know who you are. I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm telling you, you don't know who you are. Well, I'm just a sorry dog. I'm just, I'm just, no, you're a child of God. You're not a sorry dog. You might have been. But if you got born again, you're a child of God. I don't know people that are, that, you know, royalty doesn't walk around with their head down. I mean, they go strutting in a room, you hear me? They walk with their head up. They walk with their shoulders back. They own the room when they go in it. And so should you because you're royalty. And now you're an ambassador because you're a new creation in Christ. You're here to represent heaven. And that's all made possible by his blood. Oh, the blood is still the blood. If I could sing, boy, I'd let it rip. Because it, it still works. It's still working. It's still working. And it's working right now on people's heart right now. Amen. So when I take communion, I don't just think it's a little sip of juice. You know, when you got a mouth big as mine, it's a sip. It's like, I can't even hardly taste it. I'm like, what happened to that? I take it, I'm like, Lord, even if I'm not saying it, I'm, I'm thinking on it. Because when you're in a group setting, you know, everybody's not just talking. I'm thinking, I'm like, this, this is a representation of the way made for me that I couldn't make. I couldn't pay that debt. I couldn't do it. There was, I couldn't work enough. I couldn't do enough. I couldn't be good enough. There was nothing I could do to make it possible for me to come into contact with God. But God sent Jesus to die for me. Now, he died for you too, but he died for me. See, we say he died for the whole world, and that's true, but he died for you. We, we can make Christianity, preachers, we can make Christianity so general that people miss it. it it's general, yet it's personal. It's, it's out there big, but it's down home small. It's big, yes, Jesus died for the whole world, but Jesus died for that little grandma sitting in her kitchen. 
Jesus died for every individual, not just the big picture, like we think sometimes. So I take that cup and I think, wow, I shouldn't be here, but I am. Like here, I mean on earth, but I am. Because Jesus hung on that cross. You know, that was like a three or four day process. Took him, what, six hours? You know why? Your sin, my sin, people in Thailand sin, people in Africa sin, people in Kentucky sin, people all over the world sin. He took it all on him. He took all the sickness. He took all the grief. He took all the sorrow. He took all the pain. He took all the depression. He took all the anxiety. He took all the eczema. He took all the cancer. He took it all. He took it all on himself. And in six hours, he knew he was done. And he committed his spirit into the hands of the Father. And then, then he got busy in the spirit. And he went and got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. See, I don't have to run around to tell you this, although I could. And I'm trying to contain myself because I don't want to get grape juice on my shirt. Let's just be honest. This is good news. That you can step out of sin into righteousness. That you can step out of darkness into light. That you, could, that you can step away from death row into an innocent person because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for what you did for me. I don't take it lightly. And I'll spend my life for the gospel's sake. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why do we do what we do? Because people matter. Jesus died for people. He didn't die for dogs. He didn't die for cats. Who would? He, you get my point. He, you know, we got to save the earth. You, you ain't going to save the earth. You can use all the paper straws, live in a straw hut, use all the solar panels you want, and you ain't saving earth. It's burning, baby. I'm telling you right now, this sucker's over. It's gone. It's going to burn up. There's going to be a new heaven and going to be a new earth. This was leaving. If you want to drink through a paper straw and live in a hut, knock yourself out. Not me. No. Not doing it. And that's why we should have an urgency. I'm no end time scholar, but if you watch five minutes of news, you can see the window is closing on this planet. It's closing. If you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, the clock on you is ticking, my friend. It's ticking. And this world needs Jesus. And you, listen, if you say, man, I just want to tell people about Jesus, you might not ever grace a platform, but you have one. Amen. Tell them, tell them, preach the gospel, preach. Tell people about Jesus. So I don't know how to preach. You have a story, tell them that. Amen. Just tell them that. That's preaching. You're telling them how Jesus changed your life. That's your story. That's your sermon. You don't need three points in a prayer. Just tell them how Jesus found you where you were and how he rescued your life. And then pray with them. It's not hard. You know, people say, well, you wouldn't understand you're a preacher. Oh, yeah, like I was born a preacher. Wasn't born a preacher. 
Not even close. The Sue be amen in the loudest. But I gave my life to God because somebody cared enough to tell me. I care enough to tell you, if there's one person here that doesn't know Jesus and you give your life to God, it was worth being here. If there were 10 million people here and one did, then it's worth it. Because one person stepped over the line for eternity. Now I'm telling you, there are people in this room, you don't know Jesus. And there are people in this room, you're backslid. You're hiding behind the Bible. You better get it right. All these people that say you can live however you want once you pray a prayer and God's cool with it, I wouldn't dare put that bet on eternity. You better watch it. You better watch it. You go out and start living loose. People say, well, you know, I'm covered by grace. I don't even know if you're covered at all. In fact, I don't even know if you're born again. Oh, you judging my salvation? I'm just judging your fruit. Which is what I'm told to do. And if you live like hell, you're probably going there. I about did a bishop double clutch. It's true. Well, brother, I just believe I'm covered. I believe a lot of things about you, but you being covered ain't one of them. How, 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 how can people cheapen the word of God and the gospel like that? Preachers. Preachers. Not these. Preachers are cheapening the word of God. And then they're out hanging out in clubs with people, boozing it up and sleeping around and talking about how much they love God. You, sir, are a bold-faced liar is what you are. And you're on your way to hell. And you better check yourself before you get there. Listen, there's no room for it. You say, what, are you some kind of holiness preacher? Yeah, we're supposed to live holy. That's kind of the way it's supposed to go. You're not gonna see me in a club unless I go in there to drag one of your sorry rear ends out of it because you're talking about you love Jesus going on up in the club. Get in a car, dummy. We're about to have a discussion, and you ain't gonna like it. What are you talking about going in there talking about you wearing your Jesus Save Me shirt? There was, mm, I don't know how far to go. Our neighbor, not now, former neighbor, let me say it like that, was a drug dealer. I saw somebody go in that door to buy dope with a Life in Christ shirt on. I'm like, I didn't know whether to scream or shoot. Or scream while I'm shooting. And I'm just standing, I'm like, I did not just see that. He don't live for Jesus. He wouldn't listen to the man of God in his life because he had a cheap gospel. I can do what I want. Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Well, they're going to, and you sure ain't gonna like it. Want everybody bow your heads. He said, man, this... That was a little tough. Okay. Well, hell will be tougher. It's a place of torment that you shouldn't go to. It, it's a place of condemnation and damnation that you shouldn't go to. It's a place of punishment. You don't have to go. Like you don't. It's awaiting the sinner, but you don't have to go. Well, brother, aren't we all sinners? No. No. You're the righteousness of God if you're born again. In Christ Jesus. Last I checked, Jesus don't sin. 
just an observation I made. If you're in this room and you're not born again, in other words, you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord. You've never trusted in his death on the cross. You've never confessed him as Savior. You haven't repented of sin. I'm not talking about you prayed some kind of drunk prayer or get out of jail prayer or I don't want to get, I don't want to die because I got too much dope in my system prayer. I prayed a lot of drunk prayers. But when I got serious with God and I prayed a prayer out of my heart, Jesus, I believe you died for me. <laughs> I don't know why you would have, but I believe it. And I'm going to quit doing me and I'm going to live for you. And I've not regretted it, not one minute of it. I haven't made it every day perfect, but I don't regret it. If you're in this room and you don't know him as Savior, please, for the love of everything, give your life to me. I don't like to beg for anything, but I'm begging you. Please don't leave here without him. Please. Please don't leave without him because if you die without him, you're not gonna ever be in heaven. You'll miss heaven and you'll spend eternity in hell and it's not the place to go. If you're backslid and away from God and you know it, you know it, you need to repent and you need to come back to God and live for him. Anybody in this room that fits those two categories, I want you to stand up right where you're at. And I know you're in here. Well, I commend you for your stubbornness. But your blood will not be on my hands. If you're watching online anywhere in the world and you're thinking, please don't leave me out right where you're at, anywhere in the world, Confess Jesus as your Lord. Repent of sin. Turn away from sin and turn to God. Jesus died for you. Confess him as Lord. Find a good church that preaches the word and get in it. One more time all across this room. If you don't know him or you're away from him and you need to come back, I want you to stand to your feet right now. Everybody look up. Check, 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 check. Hmm. Now, some people would ask, does that discourage you when that happens? No. But it hurts. I walk away with a great concern that either I didn't communicate clear enough or somebody just flat out lied and I want you to know this preacher and God loves you and I want you to go to heaven so bad I'm going I, I didn't punch my ticket I want to squeeze all of it out of life I can here telling people about him everywhere all over because he's wonderful what are y'all going to sing Joni
Oh, that's good. So for all the Christians in the room, apparently all of you are, you should really worship when we sing this song. And when they start singing it, we get letter A to go ahead and come. We'll come right up these steps. Who are we meeting? Going this way. Letter A. If you have letter A, you can come right up these steps. Meet God in that water. Amen. Remember, you're not waiting on him. You're going to receive from him. Congratulations. I think right through there is where you're headed. I think. It's going to be a great night. Praise the Lord. Y'all are awesome. This is my niece, great niece, all the way from Florida. I love y'all. Go meet Jesus. He'll be good to you. I love every one of you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this place because you're changing the fabric of people's lives all over the world. I want you to understand something to both of you. You're making a much bigger mark than you think up here. Much bigger. I appreciate the humility and the honesty. It's so needed. But you're teaching all of us how to love him better. Yeah, the world, literally. Don't don't think like God picked you. That's not the thing. God picked Todd and Karen to carry something that people would come at, dog you, say crazy stuff. But God picked you. You know why? Because He knew you would stay at His feet. He picks people because he knows people. So don't, don't think, I don't know, you know, is it going to keep going? It will, it will. As long as you let it. Because you're the front of this deal. You're the tip of the spear to both of you. We're all just kind of like the geese that fly in the V. We're just in the draft. I promise you what I'm about to say is 100% true. That the people that are connected to this revival all over are walking and following you as you follow Christ. That's what's happening. Can you come here? Sorry, I didn't mean to snap my fingers at you like you're my child. They're following you as you follow Christ. They're walking, as you walk in the dust of the rabbi, they walk, we walk, in your steps. We're learning from you. And I want you to understand something. We honor you. We don't put you on a pedestal, but we honor the gift that God has put in you. It's something to be honored and revered because you're teaching us how to love him that's what you're teaching all of us. All of us are learning from watching you. My prayer life is a million times better because of watching you too. So I, I realize like, man, I gotta step it up. And then every time I get around you, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I gotta step it up again. 
great. Well, it is great because you're teaching me to be closer to him, to get his heart. And you, listen, you've got his heart. I, I, this is not personal. This is coming out of my spirit. You've got his heart. You've got it. So push past all the noise. Forget all that. Just forget it. It's noise. We don't like it. But it shouldn't matter. We don't like it. But it shouldn't matter. I don't think Jesus liked it. But it didn't matter. Because of his, his assignment. Your assignment is bigger than the noise. Amen.